You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 40 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan. We'll be joined later in the show by the Always Moto contractor, Big Ben. Uh, But for now, let's welcome you to the Always Moto podcast because we are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick. As always on this show, we'll be going through things, all things injury in moto because injuries are a part of moto, unfortunately. This week on the show, we'll be talking Super Motocross that's about to start on the 7th of January, and we'll be talking the Always Moto Fantasy League because Pulp MX Fantasy is back up and running to sign up to for 2023, and we will be doing the Always Moto Fantasy League again. It's that time to start banging your head against the wall, people, when your team, it just sucks. But anyway, we're going to run Always Moto Fantasy, so be making sure you joined back into the league if you're not already. Uh, we'll talk about that in the coming segments of the show. We'll be talking the Super Motocross Emergency Department updates as well. We've got a Dave's Diatribe, and we've got an interview this week. We're going to catch up with Derek Kelly from the AEO Power Sports KTM, and we chat with him about his pre-season training and his side hustle that he has. It's called True Fusion Recovery Products. But for now, bringing you this show is Polar Australia. Polar Australia and their incredible range of activity tracking and heart rate monitors from the H10 chest strap which, that I use daily and to their top-of-the-line GPS multi-sport watch Polar Grid X Pro, which we are also currently using daily. Uh, my normal go-to is the Vantage, but we're currently in the middle of this uh, Grit X Pro review, uh, which you'll be seeing in the new year, um, which we'll have up on fullnoise.com. But those products are amazing, um, so make sure you get yourself some. And if you haven't already got, this is very last minute, you might be missing this depending on when you listen to it for a Christmas present. But Polar has a Christmas sale. Polar Australia has a Christmas sale going on. So if you need any last-minute gift ideas or you want to update something for yourself, give yourself the gift um, direct from Polar Australia. Jump over onto their website. The link is in the show notes. Uh, and get shopping over there on Polar Australia. You can update any of your products that you might already have or you get yourself something new. You know, Just, just treat yourself. It's a pretty good time to be doing it. So they've got that sale going, so why not? Also, thanks to Slantboard Guy. Don't forget we have an affiliate deal in place with Slantboard Guy. 
They are offering 10% discount for Always Moto podcast listeners. So if you want to get your uh, your squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike with stronger legs, this is a simple piece of equipment is for you. Um, use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout. Uh, and the link is also in the show notes. So please check that out. And it's also on our bio on our Instagram. But a bit of an update from the slant board, guys. If you purchase something there in December and January using those codes, there is actually a special 15% discount that they are giving to Always Moto listeners just for the months of December and January. So jump over there, check that link in the show notes and get yourself a slant board, guys, slant board. As always, we still need your direct support of the show so that we can get to more of these races in 2023 and bring you some real insight and real content um, that is first-hand reports. So we need your support. We have some merch available. We've got Always Moto t-shirts. They're available now. Uh, you can jump on and check them out. Uh, they are $25 plus postage and handling. It's an Australian dollars. We do have an international dropship set up for our US-based listeners um, to help with that postage cost, keeping it down. They're black t-shirts. There's always Moto logo front and center. We want you rocking them at your next race. Email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Put t-shirt order in the subject line. Send us the size you want and we'll be in touch about payment via PayPal uh, and the delivery date. If you want to support the show as well, you can always, using that PayPal option, we can send a donation to Always Moto. Um, check out the links in our show notes uh, and you'll find the ability to do a PayPal donation. It supports the show um, and it helps us get to these races, like we said, to get some more content going. All right, but that's the intro to the show, guys and girls. Thanks for listening as always. Uh, it's enough intro talk. Let's jump into the show right now. All right, we're recording now, so we're jumping on. We've got the Always Moto contractor, Big Ben, who's still waiting for his paycheck. Um, he's on the line with us now. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, mate. How you going? Good, mate. How's uh, how's the run in the Christmas going for you? Um, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, a bit of a quietish week at work, um, but yeah, it's all finished up now. So we've got for, two days and um, drinks and relaxing and a couple of presents here or there. Yes, it will be nice. And then uh, head down to head down to the coast on uh, Wednesday next week and relax for a bit. Nice. You got some time off, mate, before the uh, Supercross season kicks off, eh? Yes, but it can't come quick enough. <laughs> the uh, the time off will go quick, but the countdown to Supercross it'll go slow. Yeah, I, um, I think it was. Um, I don't know if you've seen that third episode of that Super Motocross show that they're doing, but um, Daniel Blair was saying that um, there's there's a podium coming up. There's Christmas, New Year's, and Supercross, and Supercross is on top. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's talk Super Motocross and this start of the season. Uh, there's been a few announcements this week about like TV packages and announcers and stuff, and we'll start with the announcers. Um, they bring in back Lee Diffie, Todd Harris, Daniel Blair, um, and this is obviously a combined joint announcement. So I don't know how much this fits into like what um, Jason Wygant and uh, like Jason Thomas are going to do, but they're obviously were part of the motocross series coverage last year, but they're listed as part of this package along with Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, and Will Christensen. So first thoughts on the group there? Is, that, is it what you, kind of what you expected, I gather? Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit like it's a bit similar to last year. Um, if you've got Dan Hubbard and uh, Daniel Blair as a pre-race, um, you know, practice 
qualifying and they, they cover all that, mm. um, which is good. And then um, when you've got, you know, the likes of Ricky Carmichael and I think Daniel's going to also um, maybe commentate a few of the main races too. So when you've got them and then along with Lee Diffie and uh, Todd Harris, it's, uh, it's, it's similar, but, yeah, there'll be a little bit of difference to it, I think. Yeah, I was kind of like it doesn't really specify. They just got you know the the play by play announcers over the thirty one rounds, and I, I kind of was hoping that like one Todd Harris wouldn't be on that list. And I think in our com- your comments before we started recording, you said or said similar, um, but um, I was hoping that Wygant might get a bit more of a go, or Blair would get a bit more of a go on the play by play for Supercross. Um, but I don't see that. I, I don't know with with Lee Diffie and Todd Harris there. I see Daniel Blair is only getting maybe one or two goes again. Yeah, no, well, Todd Harris. Uh, if you're going to commentate on the the sport like he does and calls a rider by the wrong name continuously, <laughs> uh, you need to yeah sort of have a look at that. But uh, yeah, Blair's really good when he gets when he gets his turn and. Uh, same as Wygant, like when he does the uh, motocross package, um, he's really good. His knowledge, you know, he just he knows everything in the sport. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Blair get a few more goes than uh, than he did last year. But who knows? We'll just have to wait. Yeah, that bit, that comment you made there about the uh, getting the names wrong and stuff that drives me insane on the Supercross coverage when they just can't tell you. You know, it's on the screen, clear as day. There's a number and a color of the bike, and they're like reading out the wrong name. And you're like, "Are you fucking watching the same thing that we're watching?" <laughs> like, seriously, guys, pull your head out of your yeah. ass. Look at the screen. You've probably got a list taped to the window or to the desk that's got the freaking rider name on it. Put the two together. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is, like, they always talk about they've got, you know, they've got that person talking in their ear saying, you know, you've got this long or talk about this or you know we're switching to this how did they not tell him you know and i'm sure carmichael's sitting next to him going what are you doing (laughs) um but yeah when you call um someone by the wrong name yeah a lot of times for me that's i think that's probably enough to say yeah just uh don't come back next year yeah exactly i wish they would sort of do that but for whatever reason these uh TV, you know, higher ups seem to seem to like those couple of people. They haven't gone just to the industry, you know, like the, to the Wygants or the Blairs because they're the industry commentators. They like those external ones still for some reason, but I hope they get away from that. Maybe that's next year. We'll see. If, if Blair and Wygant keep doing a good job, hopefully they just take over as the pair of them running the whole commentary for the whole thing. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think even still sometimes um – Carmichael will say things and you just think, yeah, you know, like it's it's a racer's, it's the racer in him. It's the, you know, whereas when you've got someone like Wygant who doesn't race, you get more of a, I don't know, not a biased opinion, I guess. And I think with uh, Blair as well, like he was a racer, but never sort of to the extent of what they're commentating on now. Mm. Um, and... You know, he he sort of gives you both. He gives you the bias, but then he's sort of like, you know, if someone makes a move or um, like Barsha on Mookie or something like that, you know, he's sort of like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done that. But when it comes to Carmichael, he's sort of like, yeah, like there's not, he doesn't really say much. And I think I'd rather the Blair-Wygant combination than 
um, Carmichael, but nothing against him. I've met him. He's a great, great bloke. But yeah, yeah sometimes it's for the for the person watching, that's probably just my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm similar. Like I don't feel like they do like Carmichael and even like James Stewart when he did those couple in the last year and like he's down as doing probably he's probably going to be on the the motocross by the same sound of it as the you know the second chair sort of seat position they sort of don't they don't do it for me like they obviously know a lot of stuff about the sport but in the commentary position I don't I don't think they're doing it as good a justice as like Wygant and Blair do when they pair up and do it together like you know if you did you you would have seen some of that Red Bull straight rhythm stuff like they were just talking the whole time and it was fantastic. Like, you know, easy. You could yeah. listen to it the whole time. There was nothing you were sort of cringing at. You know, they covered everything you wanted to hear. I don't know. I felt like like Carmichael at times you sort of go, oh, really? You said that? You know, but uh, yeah. maybe he's still yeah. learning it. Yeah. Why, why get and Blair get on like a house on fire? And Red Bull Straight Rhythm was the first time they'd ever done anything on TV together. And you would never think that. So, uh, yeah, they're a lot better than, you know, but some people just have that chemistry and some don't. Like Todd Harris and uh, Adam Cintiarulo did the last Supercross round together and even you'd see AC going, looking at him like, you know, what what are you saying? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and AC is pretty good commentator, you know, and he, yeah, when – when you get right, like someone like him, and yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah, I hope I hope he too, you know, in sort of like five or ten years' time, when he finally stops racing, hopefully, I'm saying that because it's hopefully so far away because he's won something by that point. But yeah, AC would be awesome to have on the coverage eventually. Like he he was fantastic those couple of times he did it. Yeah, he's got a really good insight, and he's such a he's a lot like he loves the sport. He's so yeah. you know he he can ride, he can commentate on it he watches you know he'll watch everything more than once before he says anything um he's just yeah he's got really good insight into the sport and that's what you need yeah definitely definitely um and then so the next bit of this is that's come out with all of it is the um the video package for us and specifically for us international viewers um you know their their online platform thing again which they've had in years past and I, I, I have my little diatribe on this later on in the show, but um, at least it's out and it's about. It's pretty expensive for us. It's um, $159 bucks or $159.99 US, which I think works out to be probably around 200 bucks Australian. There is a little code if you get in before Christmas, so you've only got a couple of days. Um, you can use SMX23 early, all in capitals, and get $30 US off. But uh, what are your thoughts on how that's worked in the past for, for you, Ben? Like, I've had hit and miss goes with it. Um, I've ended up watching it just on YouTube a lot of the time because I found it was easier to do. But how's yeah. it been for you? Yeah, so this year will be the first time I've signed up for it, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard good and bad. Um, normally, I watch it on Foxtel um, and... It was always live, and then the last few years um, they've made it so they'll put a basketball game on or a baseball game or just a replay even of something that you know doesn't really matter when we've got Jet, when we've got Hunter. Um, this is even sort of going back to when Reed was still racing. Um, we've got Aussies racing and Foxtel are still just playing replays but you could go on the ESPN app and log in with your Foxtel details and watch it live uh so that's I used to just chromecast it to the tv and watch it that way yeah. but 
Uh, it's yeah, I've changed this year. Um, so this will be the first time because all three, like you've got the playoffs, Supercross and Motocross all yeah. on the one, uh, whereas Foxtel only usually so uh, Supercross. So I've gone for this. Um, so we'll see how it is. I think uh, it'll be a lot better probably. Um, all in the one spot. You know, I know the Americans hate changing channels every five seconds over there when mm-hmm. you know, one, one race will be on one channel and the other – We'll be on another channel, but uh, yeah, let's just hope it's not a flow racing Mav TV uh, <laughs> debacle of last year's outdoors. <laughs> yeah, problem like last year. Oh, that was horrible. But anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it is it is expensive for us. Uh, I think without the code, it's two hundred and sixty dollars or something. Um, so when you've got the code, I think it takes it back down to yeah two oh nine. I think I paid for it, but Jesus. yeah, it, it it is expensive, which is why I sort of just always stuck to the Foxtel because there's no point paying for two two plans. But yeah, Foxtel have said they're not going to show it this year, so this we've gone with the um the video pass. Yeah, I feel like, and I sort of say this later on, but I feel like the the international viewers just get a bit ripped off on on um on these sorts of situations like the it's like it's a second or a you know an afterthought oh here you go you can watch it via this but we'll make you pay through the nose through it sort of thing like i'm not I'm not stoked on it and when you see it if it's the same as what has been in the years past ugh, the, the part that pisses me off is when you get five minutes of um uh, stadium views while they've got the american ads playing so yeah yeah it's always fun yeah that's right you can always see them doing track maintenance or something while yeah, while the ads are on. Mm, and anyway, but at least we've got so at least we can watch it, and hopefully, I'm hoping that because they're combining all three on the one platform, one that it works, and two that it just you know where to go every time. You just you know log on, it's on. You can put it on the screen, and you can sit down and watch it. Hopefully, that makes it just simpler in that sense. So we'll we'll see how it works out. But yeah, definitely use the code. Obviously, if you're going to be watching it, get in and use it before Christmas. It's I think it's Christmas Day is when they stopped this one. So, yeah, get in and save that money because it's, it's a fairly expensive uh, thing otherwise. Yeah, it is. But I guess, you know, that's that's 31 races um, and that, you know, you've got the heat races and LCQs and everything like that as well. But, mm. yeah, 31 races, um, yeah, it, it's expensive. But, you know, for us diehard uh, fans, it's just what we've got to do. Yeah, it's the only way to watch it, isn't it? So you got you got to cop it. Yeah, either that or move to America where it's cheaper. <laughs> we could do that, but it might be uh, more difficult on the expense of getting there in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Um, wanted to quickly shout out um, to a company that's got nothing to do with us at the moment here on the on the Always Moto podcast, but um, they're doing some interesting work um, that's hopefully going to come out soon. It's called Helltech, H-E-L-T-E-C-H, Um they're a company um, in Australia that is trying to build a sensor for your helmet to tell, you know, the G-forces when you crash so that you can tell whether it was a big impact, when you should sort of replace a helmet after a crash and all that sort of stuff. But they've got some little videos that they're starting to promote on their YouTube channel. Um, and look, they're going to start cutting open a M2R helmet here in the next episode, I believe. So um, some interesting viewing. They just did one on removing cheek pads when it's a, an emergency um, and their first one has a little bit of a snippet on the actual sensor itself that they've got and just a little motherboard thing that they've got chip you know microchip that they've got um, so interesting viewing there but yeah guys guys and girls go and check that out um, look up Helltech on youtube and follow their um 
follow their videos along. It'll be something worth watching. Um, next on the list here, we're going to jump into our Pulp MX Fantasy and the Always Moto Fantasy League. It's that time of year, unfortunately, to sign up to basically bang your head against the wall, Benny. Yeah, that sounds about right. You can uh, you can go from hero to zero real quick, unfortunately. Yeah, so we're running the Always Moto Fantasy League again. We've got a few people on board again for some prizes. So uh, we've got Coastal Motorcycle Centre again. They're graciously come on and they're going to be providing some uh, gift cards again for uh, the store, so some in-store credit. Uh, we've got Goat Brand MX, which is going to do some knee brace socks again. Uh, we have got some new additions this year is um, Thor Australia. They're going to provide some goggles for us for, for a prize. And we've got Michelin Australia. So they're going to provide some uh, tubes for a, a set of tubes, so a front and rear set. Um, so a 21 and an 18 or a 19, depending on your bike. Um, so we've got some good prizes um, for the league, which is awesome. Uh, and obviously those coastal ones, you can pretty much buy anything they got in the shop. So, you know, that makes it a pretty nice little prize there. So appreciate those guys being on board. Um, did you win anything last year, Ben? Um, I didn't win. I, uh... <laughs> that was a loaded question, mate. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I finished 10th in the, uh, in the Supercross standings, but I was up in the top five uh, at one stage. But when you have a... Uh, Bad score of 108 uh, for <laughs> as as your worst round. Uh, yeah, that doesn't help. So Which, I was. I think I went from about fifth to 19th in one week, and then from then on it was um, comeback mode. Just for relevance, too, that 108 as a worst score for the round. There was only three that I'm looking at as I'm scrolling down that were worse than that for the other rounds. So yeah, it was a pretty bad round that one, mate. Yeah, no, and I am not even going to go back and look at who it was because I don't <laughs> do not want to know. <laughs> uh, look, my worst was a one sixty eight, but look, your best killed my best. So my best was a two eighty one, and I think your best, uh, yeah, three twenty four. So you got me well covered on the best scores. Hence why you finished in front of me. I was only fifteenth in the league for uh, for Supercross. So yeah, I had a bit of a. I think I didn't go so well towards the second half of the year, which is usually how it goes for me. I, I'm like Ken Rocks, so I start out all right, but then I fade off. Yeah, and the problem is once you get sort of midway through and you see where you are and you're like, I really need to start just swinging for the fences. <laughs> um, but even that never seems to work. Um, you're better off just closing your eyes and picking someone, I think. Yeah, sometimes it's just pick the ones that you know, especially for Supercross, pick the ones you know are going to make the bloody main event. Yeah, or you pick your team after qualifying. Um, yes, you will have to get up early <laughs> because the races are always early. But if you watch qualifying, you watch practice, you look at a, someone and you think, yep, you just pick that team and you leave it and you don't change it. Uh, sometimes that is better off as well. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing. When those um, the, the West Coast rounds are on, so they're on the California side of things, they're the easy ones I find to pick for, which is obviously the start of the season why I do well because you can actually look at those. Usually ends up being like morning on a like Sunday morning that you're looking at it and the race is like Sunday lunchtime sort of thing for us for here in Australia. So that works out all right because I'm, I'm, I'm actually alert at that point. You know, I've woken yeah. up, I've had a chance to review the results and, and actually yeah. pick a decent team. It's when they go East Coast and those qualifying sessions finish at like, I don't know, 1, 2 a.m. or something stupid like that, our time. 
and, and it's like, I don't want to wake up at that point. Or even if I do, which I've done, I've set the alarm and got up. I don't think I compute, you know, it just doesn't work. The brain's not functioning at that point. So I, I don't really pick too well at that stage. No. And then you've also got the, uh, if you're, I'm not sure if it's good or it's bad, but if you then pay for the, uh, to see the picks by the pros, uh, the expert picks sometimes don't work either. Sometimes I'll have a team that was really good and I'll look at the expert picks and I'll go, yeah, maybe I should change to that. And then race time comes and you're like, why? <laughs> my team, my, my, I'm, I'm sure one of my things would have been like 380 last year if I hadn't changed it. And um, I looked at the expert picks and took one person out and um, I don't even think they qualified. So... <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just what you want. Well, yeah, that's something the notes here. So on the so you can join the Always Moto Fantasy League. You've just got to join like you've got to sign up onto the Pulp MX Fantasy game itself. You don't have to actually pay to you can p- play for free on Pulp MX Fantasy and you can then join the Always Moto Fantasy League for free as well. So there's no cost in this, guys and girls out there. So you can join that way you just need to join our league you need our password which is just injury in lowercase so i-n-j-u-r-y in lowercase and that'll get you into that our league but then yeah if you wanted to get a bit more in depth like like ben's saying you can have those uh expert picks which is it's like what steve mathers paul perabinos dan truman jason thomas and I think that's and it. Travis Marks. Oh, and Travis, that's oh. right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Are, are they going to? I'm surprised if they wouldn't be including um, Roto as well this year. But um, actually, no, I don't think Marks has his picks. I think maybe this year they're going to add that in. Um, but yeah, Roto. Yeah, I'm not sure. It wouldn't be bad to see him. He's I he I actually check out his um, cheat sheets as well before I do my picks because they're pretty good as well to to see what you could potentially score. On, on each rider as well. So I use them a fair bit. The other thing I was going to bring up too that you can also purchase is the mulligans. Now, have you purchased the mulligans before, Ben, or not? No, I haven't. Um, and that's mainly because I'm just Supercross slash fantasy addict and I will wake up at whatever time. Or <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Supercross. you were or something like that. <laughs> no, no, Supercross comes first. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and, and And that's it. So... Um, I'm always over it, but yeah, no, if you want to, uh, you know, if you're away or, um, unlike you, uh, you, I know you got some and they came in handy when, uh, <laughs> yeah, they came in big time handy for myself. So last year, obviously when I had my accident for those listening at home, I had a big accident, didn't have a phone for nearly three weeks cause I was laying in hospital bed. I was basically, I turned up there pretty much naked except for the, um, you know, the, the hospital gown. That's all I had with me. Um, so I didn't worry. I knew I'd bought, bought the mulligans at the start of the year. And funnily enough, one of the rounds that I didn't pick, but the mulligan picked for me, I actually got fourth outright in the whole league. So it was well worth the 10 US dollars at that point to, um, you know, to purchase it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, uh, like, yeah, you were covered, which is good. Yeah, so as much as I'm a, I'm a, you know, a nut with this stuff too and like to watch every race and all that stuff, there are some circumstances where the mulligan might come in handy. So, yeah, and even if you wanted to, you could just maybe, if you're having an absolute shit week picking stuff and you can't figure out what to do, you could just clear, clear your team and just let the mulligan do it for you instead see what happens. Yeah, and I think it also picks, uh, it'll pick who obviously so if you pick the week before you can't then pick that person the no. next week yeah 
Um, but I think it takes a pick from who you've got left and who the expert picks pick. I think it does, so. Yeah. You get a yeah. So you get a mix of you know, and like you said, you got fourth overall. Um, yeah, anyone could get they could get first if they are lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just it's all dependent on what what you've picked the week before and what the experts picked that week. And yeah, it just. It's um it's a useful tool. So yeah, I think for the whole thing, if I signed up for the whole lot yesterday, and I think I paid about ninety bucks Australian for the whole lot. So, you know, again, we talk about price and stuff. That's not too bad. I'm I'm pretty all right with that one, considering you know the amount of work that goes into making this whole thing work every week, um, from pulp side of things. That's um yeah pretty good. Yeah, no, and they put a lot of time into it. Um, and I guess from where it was day one to where it is now. With the addition of the the mulligans and the uh, stuff like that, you know they've got the live timing and everything in it. Like it's yeah, there's Travis Marks has put a fair amount of work into it. He definitely has. He definitely has, and I think it probably put put a few grey hairs on his head at some point. But um, no, look, it's an awesome thing for us to play because of what he's what he's done and what the rest of them put that content out as well week to week with their their fan, their fantasy podcasts and stuff. And we'll have our own little chat about our league specifically. We're not going to cover anything that they're covering, but we're just going to have our own league chat as part of the the Always Moto podcast as well. So it's a bit of fun. Um, but yeah. The whole point of this is to uh, get you to join our league. Yeah, and it was only, you know, I I asked you at the start of this year, oh, you know, you need to make one. And you were like, oh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. And, I mean, looking at it now, we've got 34, 33, well, no, 34 people in it yep. and 32 of those actually played. Yep. Um, and there's some well-known people in there as well. Yeah, no, we got a fair, a good, good crop in there to start with, and yeah, we're just hoping to get this sort of out to, out towards more than hundred at some point this year. So look, like you said, from you, you asking me if we were going to do it to um actually getting it off the ground and getting some people to sponsor it last year as well from from nothing, it's going all right. It's a bit of fun. Um, get some prizes. Why not? Yeah. So yeah, and so. you've got the uh, big. Uh the big numbers man, um, Clinton, is it Clinton Fowler? It is Clinton, yeah. Three laps down, yeah. he's in there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he he did really well at the end of last year's motocross season, to be honest. He he was doing crap all year until like the last four or five rounds and then he won like everything. So. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he finished ninth. Um, I finished eighth. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not far off me. He, he came um, home pretty strong, but he had horrible first yeah. rounds. And then he won, I think, because I did a couple of, um, we had a couple of week weekly winner prizes at the end of the motocross season last year. And, um, yeah, he won it like three out of the five times or something. So, and, yeah. Yeah, he killed it at the end of the season there. Yeah, no, that's good. That's, yeah, it's, it's good to have, um, it's good to have the people in there to, um, yeah, battle against. And like they say, if you're uh, some some races will just be boring, and you'd be like, mm, yeah, yeah. But when you play fantasy, it's uh, it's not boring. No, exactly. And a quick, I'll give a quick shout out to um, the winner from last year's motocross as well, Digit Nine Seven Five, which is actually Cody Piscatelli. If anyone's following him on uh, Instagram, there, but. Um, he uh, he's already been asking if I was running the league again. I think he's just trying to get ready to cherry pick for a prize or something somewhere along the lines because he got himself a a nice helmet and goggles set up from Coastal last year when he won the outdoor season. So yeah, well done, mate. 
Yeah, let's see if uh, see if he can back it up. But he did get a national number, so I he, do um, notice that on his profile there now. He's number sixty, so he must have been doing pretty damn well overall. Yeah, to get a to get an overall number, it's um yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'll be getting one of those to be <laughs> anytime soon. No, I swing for the fences too much once yeah. I have a bad week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so that's the that's the Always Motor Fantasy League, everybody. So get on there, sign up, use the the uh, password injury in lowercase, and you'll be a part of the uh, the craziness that is Pulp MX Fantasy via the Always Motor Fantasy League. All right, let's. Um, I think that's just about it for our opening segment here. I'm just going to double check the notes. We had. Uh, oh, we did mention as well. Um, the J-Mart crash, which we talk about later in the emergency department list. But uh, thoughts on that, Ben? You've you seen it on the uh, Club MX YouTube stuff there that, that happened, I think it was a week or so ago now that that crash actually happened. But uh, it's only come out this week on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so the, the Club MX, like the behind the scenes and stuff they're doing is really good. Yeah, um, I've been enjoying that's, that, that, eh? That's, that's the sort of stuff, you know, this is, your podcast is sort of about the people hiding their injuries and stuff like that. And you don't really see much of a behind the scenes thing, but with, yeah, with the club of Max videos that are coming out, um, you get to see everything. And um, yeah, it showed his crash. Um, Didn't look very nice. (laughs) No Um, no crashes, but yeah. Yeah, no, they're not. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure what happened, but yeah, anytime that you go over the bars, it's it's never nice. And I think the foot peg got him in the leg too. So that's what it sounded um, like from those um, comments about the cuts and stuff on his leg when um, they were doing that bit of the footage there. He's sitting on the ground. So yeah, it sounds like that might have been the main concern. But obviously, he had a bit of a jacked up, you know, um, body from the impact, and everybody knows his history there as well with his spinal injuries from a few years ago. It wouldn't be. Wouldn't be something you want to be messing around with too much there. He's generally not fantastic in the spine as it is. No, I think every time he hits the ground, he's probably, you know, he's probably like, oh, like he, I think the first thing he said was he got up and he was like, oh, I can feel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's good to hear that. But, uh, yeah, it's never, it's never good when he hits the ground. And, you know, we've seen him flying through the air on multiple occasions and, you always just yeah hold your breath because he's been through it all and um anymore and you'd think that it'd probably probably nearly make him have a decision that he might not do it anymore yeah if he did anything more to his spine that might be the case but um yeah look at least this one it sounds like he's going to be okay they've already said that he's just going to shift from west to east so you know just give him a bit more time hopefully that doesn't mean that there's anything actually wrong they're just I dare say it took a fair dent to his confidence, um, you know, because I don't know if you heard it, but that first comment he said when they first cut to him was like, what the hell happened or something along those lines. So it's sort of a bit hard to understand, you know, the crash and move on from it if you don't know what the frick went on in the first place. I, I, I'm speaking from experience there, that crash at Hadar for me is exactly the same scenario. Yeah, well, I, when I I crashed and I broke my arm and collarbone and, I don't even know how I did it. Like I just I can't remember what I did. So for them that are going probably ten times faster than what we were going, yeah. Um, although you maybe not so much, but <laughs> <laughs> you're going flat out on those desert tracks. Yeah, but, that was pretty quick. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's yeah. You only got to hit your head and or just have absolutely no idea why the bikes just dropped the front end and yeah, you know, 
you just yeah you just get up and you go it's not my fault but yeah. what can you do yeah it just takes a hit to the confidence it takes a good week or two for him to get that back and obviously they just felt that it'd be better just to move him on give him a week's rest or so and yeah let him let him race east with what difference is it going to make for him? Gets a couple more weeks of prep. He, he might actually be super solid by that point. So it might be, might be beneficial. We'll have to wait and see when he rolls out for round one of the East Coast, eh? Yeah, well, I think it's only four episodes, uh, episodes four races now, and then it switches, whereas yeah, yep. it's usually longer. So, yeah, give him that little bit of extra time and it should be right. Yeah, it's a bit different setup this year. They're not doing the six rounds and then the seventh round being East Coast. They're only doing four, so it'll be a quicker, quicker turnaround for him. So yeah, a couple of extra weeks, not not that big of a difference really in the big scheme of it. So should be all good. Yeah, and you put him put him on that coast. He doesn't have to battle battle jet. Uh, jet you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm know, curious I, to I see think, how think... many people are uh, dodging jet when we come to round one. Who actually ends up being on the Western lot? So. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've got, you know, you've got your top bloke and you're the team owner, do you go, we want him to race Jet and beat him? Like, if you beat him, that's a big. Or do you just send them to the opposite coast against Hunter and go, well, you know, Hunter can be a grenade at times, but he's still pretty quick. Um, yeah, who do you put your best guys with? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they all land when that when that finally, you know, Round one entry list, and not even the entry list because they enter them all on the bloody thing for Pro Circuit. Um, but um, yeah, when they finally it's roll once, on track, once qualifying starts, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who you know is actually going in. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. But um, be interesting to see. So, but yeah, let's um, that's that's pretty much the wrap for this intro part of the show. Uh, we'll uh, take a quick break and we'll be back with some more stuff. Hey, this is Brett Metcalf. You're listening to Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we're back. Let's jump into the emergency department for the Super Motocross updates. The emergency department. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. You do not want to be on this list, especially at this time of year. This is the worst point that you could probably be on this list because you are going to miss all the action of A1 and the opening rounds that is... Supercross in the AMA series and that would suck a lot because you miss out on all that extra publicity. Anyway, the list isn't too bad at this point in the year. It it does have a few people on it. There's not too much update from the last week's episode that we did and especially the list, the two people that we've got added to the list um, aren't or don't seem to be significant injuries and we don't have super detail on them either. Um, So we'll, we'll run through them. We'll get to them in a sec. But so still on the list, we've got obviously those ones from last time. Carson Mumford with that wrist fracture. Justin Rodbell with that Achilles rupture. He's going to be out for quite some time, unfortunately, for Justin. Um, Brandon Hartraft, obviously those uh, spinal injuries that he's had there. Um, not good times for him, but obviously still he's still getting better. Expected to have a recovery, a decent recovery there. Um, Kyle Greeson, same thing with that or similar thing with that burst fracture in his L3, so lumbar third vertebrae. Uh, he will be out for a little bit of time there. Garrett Marchbanks with that wrist fracture, but expected to be on the East Coast for those Club MX team Yamaha guys. 
Noah Viney was going to be making his West Coast, West Coast um, debut on the lights class at some point, I believe, but he broke a wrist, uh, so he's out for the time being as well. The two new ones, um, there's sort of some mentions of these on some other shows at this point, um, and we've reached out to Tony Alessi for some update on this, but I haven't heard back from Tony yet. Um, Vince Freeze is down as having an injury currently, but... Not too sure on that one. Uh, today, the Moto Concepts team announcements came out with Vince there down for the West Coast. So whatever it is that Vince has got mustn't be too significant or he's, or he's almost or already over it. If he's going to be racing West, uh, he will definitely be doing West because the team doesn't be doing the East at all, it seems. They're going to be doing all those World Supercross rounds instead. So I would expect Vince to be making an appearance at some point in the on the West Coast. Particularly, it might be A one, but we we don't know yet. We're speculating at this point. Unfortunately, we don't have any more info. And like I said, we've reached out to Tony Alessi, but uh, no response as yet on some of those details. So maybe we'll hear some more of those things after the Christmas break. Uh, and the other one that came out this week, if you any one of you guys and girls out there are watching those Club MX um, vlogs or YouTube video series that they've got going. Uh, the behind the scenes or something, I believe they're calling it for the Club MX videos. They've been quite good. I've been keeping an eye on them. Uh, it's kind of funny watching Phil Nicoletti and, and, and J-Mart going at it. But J-Mart had a big crash that's in the episode, I believe it's episode three for those guys. Uh, he has a bit of an issue with an on-off and ends up hitting his butt uh, on the ground pretty hard and you know has now decided to switch coasts. So he's going to be inst- he was slated to ride the west. He's now going to be doing east. And that will be just to give him a little bit more time to recover from whatever it is that's going on with him. He might have just had to have a couple of days off the bike, which isn't ideal, obviously. Um, now, in that video, a couple of things I want to touch on that video. So one, obviously, they caught up with him right away as he crashed. Um, the guys are obviously videoing 24-7, it seems, over there. Um, so they were on the spot pretty quickly. And he points out, you know, my legs, um, comment about my legs. For Jeremy, for anyone who doesn't recall, he had that big spinal injury a few years back when he and Justin Cooper bumped bikes uh, at Muddy Creek and ended up him missing pretty much a whole year of action there. He's had some pretty significant spinal work done from surgery point of view. And for any time when you're going to bounce off your butt, all of that load is going to go straight up your spine. So for any point that then bounces that up, it's just an incredible amount of load that is going to impact on those fusion points that he's had done because they're not going to move in the same way that they used to move now that they're fused together. And that's going to create some issues and just some variant pains that he wouldn't have been, you know, you wouldn't have if you didn't have all that extra surgical work in there. But he got up, he walked off the track, so he didn't have any issues with those. The thing that he would have issues with is that all of that work is going to have been, been jolted uh, and that might be why he's had to have a few days off the bike to rest, repair, recover, all those sorts of things. He might have even had to go and get some x-rays just to check that all that surgical work is still in the same place that they left it. It's not uncommon when those sorts of um, you know bigger jolts happen that you can actually dislodge or break something from a, from a fusion, no matter whether it's your spine or, or wherever else, whichever other joint you've had fused. Um, it can break loose with a bigger impact. Obviously, those fusions, they're not generally designed to go back into full combat sport and, you know, um, face plan or, or land on your ass off and on off or something along those lines, you know. So it can be a bit of an impact and I'm sure he's been checked out and he's all fine, It's but we'll find out more when we see that, you know, episode four, I gather, we'll probably be covering what's going on with Jeremy a bit more after that, after that crash. So 
Those are the two new guys there, Vince Freeze and Jeremy Martin, with some injury information there. We'll be keeping an eye on this over the next week or so in the lead up to A1 because, unfortunately, in past seasons, this is where we've had a few people join the list because, you know, they try and ride on... Some of them are ride on Christmas Day. Some of them are ride on Boxing Day. Some of them are ride on New Year's Day. Um, these guys don't really stop in this period. And as you'll hear when we're talking to Derek Kelly later in the in this in this episode of the Always Moto Podcast, he doesn't really have any days off planned. So there's going to be more guys still going at it in this period. Um, and ho- and look, hopefully there's nobody that joins the list. But unfortunately, hashtag injuries are a part of moto, and there's potential that they will join the list at some stage, which will suck. But um, it is what it is. The other thing we're going to keep an eye on, uh, obviously heading into round one there, and 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 that first episode, uh, first race, will be who unfortunately gets the first injuries on race day because it's a bit of a common theme years and past of. Guys having some, you know, major injuries on the on first practices. Um, Will Hahn jumps to jumps to mind from two thousand and eleven. Um, Jimmy Albertson, same thing. Um, there's some some back from I think it was twelve. Uh, it would have been thirteen with uh, James Stewart when he was on the Suzuki doing an ACL in practice. Uh, there's been a few, unfortunately, over the years. So we're keeping an eye on that. That when we get to that point. Um, and, and obviously recording all the injuries throughout the 2023 season. All right, that is the emergency department list for this episode 40 of Always Moto Podcast. Let's jump into uh, into Dave's Diatribe. Let's see if I can hit the right button here. This is Dave's Diatribe. What's a diatribe? A diatribe is a forceful and bitter attack against someone or something. So keep your head down. You might be you could be next. Well, who's on the list today? Well, look, we talked earlier in this episode when we had the Always Moto contractor on um, about the upcoming Super Motocross video pass for the international viewers, which is, look, in general sense, it's great that we've got this access to this pass finally. Um, we've had it in the years past, but it seems like this will be a bit of a better setup. Um, and I hope it's a better setup. The diatribe part of this uh, little bit here today is the fact of how shit it's been in years gone past. Um, there's nothing quite like sitting through a whole five minutes of um, stadium views while they're having their American ads that, you know, yeah, obviously we're international, they can't show them those. Surely they can do something better than the five minutes of, you know, long just stadium views. Surely they could flick through, you know, different camera points or something along those lines. The other part of it is that it always sucks if you go to rewatch the episode, you've got to essentially watch it from start to finish. There's no, you know, segments. You know, they don't break it up into. All right, here's the here's the heat race um, sections. Here's the LCQs, or here's the mains, or here's the 250 main and the 450 main as separate little, um, you know, video segments. They just leave it as one lump, and they leave those damn five minute, you know, views of the ad while the ads are going on from the stadium roof in those buddy long videos. So you're sitting there and having to scroll through, and there's no. You know, no 30 plus, you know, like you do on Netflix and you go 30, 30, 30 and you can fast forward it through. You're just sitting there trying to move the bloody little dial on the bottom, on the on the, on the the range finder there to get the bloody thing to work. It's always pissed me off. I always wish they'd do something better with that, but it's just one of those cheap-ass things that they've got the video there so they think they're all good and they're international so they won't care. They're actually able to watch this, the Supercross. 
which guys, come on, pick up the game. Let's let's get some tech into this damn thing. You've got Peacock over there doing all this stuff. Why can't we have something? I'm, I don't know. even know what the Peacock thing looks like for you guys in America when you um, get to watch it through that. I, I would love to know if you guys actually have those sorts of things. You know, the the thirty plus advance or the or the segment um, sections of videos to to watch it easier. Um, cause if you don't, that sucks. Why, why can't we do that? Um, this would be so much better if they could actually improve that viewing quality for everybody, not just the U S based listeners and, and viewers. Us Aussie people, we've got our Hunter, we've got our Hunter and Jet Lawrence boys. We've got a bunch of other guys coming over there that are going to be racing. We want to see them just as much as we want to see the American and the other internationals. We want to be able to watch this with a bit of bit of ease make it make it 21st century you know we've got all these streaming services nowadays let's use the tech out there and get the damn thing so we can fast forward quick and easy when we're re-watching it um and let's skip those bloody five minute freaking views of the stadium for all the ads are on they piss me off to no end all right dave's diatribe done <laughs> let's take a quick break on the show here guys and girls we'll be back with the interview with Derek kelly Hi there, my name is Eldon Baker and I'm from the Baker's Factory and you're listening to Always Moto. All right, joining us this week on the Always Moto podcast, he's calling in from uh, the US, the West Coast. It's uh, the number 41 on the AEO Power Sports KTM. It's Derek Kelly. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate it, mate. I'm glad to have you. Um, Things have been looking pretty good for you from what we've seen online for um, your preseason prep. And we believe you're heading West Coast here in a, in a week or just over two weeks, isn't it? So, um, you know, things look pretty good for you at the moment. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a really good off season. Like I've been been uh, thankful to, to get through every day pretty smooth. I haven't had too many get offs and, and we've just been staying really focused on on working on the stuff that, that needs to get worked on and not not really pushing the envelope too much, but, but also, you know, just, just fine tuning everything and, and getting faster every day. So are you in that sort of like, are you still in a, a loaded week? Like you, this is the week before Christmas we're talking to you. Are you still on a full on program to, to, to Christmas and then you sort of start the taper off or what's your program look like for the next sort of two weeks in the, the run to the last few days before, before a one. Yeah, so um, I've been working a lot with my physical trainer Evan Nystrom. So we uh, we we built a lot of strength here in the last few months. So it's kind of a different. We took a different approach compared to the last two years we've been working together. So I did a little bit more power lifting and and kind of building mm-hmm. that that fat twitch muscle and and doing some more in the gym stuff yep. and then also working on the bike. So last year I was riding four days a week and I didn't have a lot of time or energy to to do in the gym stuff if yeah. that makes sense yeah so we kind of tapered back the riding just a bit to three days a week and then i can kind of spread out my gym stuff in between so we kind of built a a more fuller program and then i think that's worked really well and then i think i'm not necessarily going to taper off but i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little bit less gym stuff and a little bit more on the bike um longer motos and and kind of just fine-tuning the i mean it's it's what you're like on the bike fitness is more important than anything at this point. So yeah, definitely. Um, when you just, you want to be strong on the bike. So we're going to do maybe kick it up to four days a week and maybe do a little bit more cardio stuff instead of in the gym. But no, it's, it's been really good. 
So is there no real days off this year, seeing as Christmas is a Sunday? Um, and then obviously New Year's doesn't really count for too much at this point for, for, you, for guys like yourself who are in full swing you know, prep mode. Um, I gather there's not really too many days off here and, and right you know, until probably, what, the Thursday before A1? No, I mean, I, I'm getting plenty of rest in and rest and recovery, but um, it's definitely, it's let, like, I'm not taking, I'm not going to take a week off or anything like no, that. Like, no. we, are, we have our Supercross track, thankfully, so we don't really have to deal with um, any public track schedules or anything. So we pretty much can ride any day that we need to. And um, no, I mean, it's just, it's going to be, I'm probably going to take Christmas off, but I'll cycle in the morning and then do some stretch work and, and, and all that kind of stuff in between. So, I mean, I'll be riding Friday, and then we'll take Saturday, Sunday off, and then back to work on Monday. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's, it doesn't really ma- make much difference for you guys, does it, at this point? Like, you, you're a professional athlete. Christmas doesn't mean too much at this stage when the season's literally a few days away. No, and I'm used to it. I mean, our schedule, especially during this time of year, is pretty slammed. So it's not like – it's not a big deal. And, and I, I think I would get kind of – bored sitting around for two weeks anyways taking taking <laughs> christmas off so i don't mind it too much i mean I, I i live with my family still so we uh we see each other and we get plenty of time together so yep. it's not uh not a big deal to to keep on grinding yeah definitely so have you been involved with all the the, the supercross motocross what do you call it super motocross uh, media bits they had a week or two ago uh, as well as part of this or yeah. were you not involved with that stage no, they, they invited our team out, so yep, we're nice. fortunate enough to do that and um, got a little bit of insight on what they're trying to do. Um, it's still, they're still work in progress, so <laughs> uh, I mean, it's more racing and hopefully the, the financial aspect of it's better for us next year and we're able to keep racing, like like the teams that I'm riding for, they're, they're small budget teams and they can't afford to, to pay me a whole lot of money, they just, they put a really good program together for me, but yep. the money I make races so um if that's better then it's better for me and i don't have to search elsewhere like this year i had to go do some world supergrass to try to financially recoup what i spent on outdoor so it's uh hopefully they got it together and it's going to be good for next year yeah right so so for for you obviously the aim is try and qualify for that last three races then too now with this the way it's all set up and and you i gather you're doing lights both indoors and out so you can try and qualify for that that those last three rounds and make a bit more more cash at the end there definitely it sounds like that's going to be the lucrative part of it you're gonna you're gonna want to for sure be inside that top 20 Mm -hmm. for the final three rounds but uh i mean barring any major injuries i shouldn't have too much of an issue i think i i was 13th overall in the tvd class so i had a i had a good margin to spare yeah right last year they were to have it so i'm not too stressed on that i just want to I'm honestly just looking for good results at every race I go to. I'm not really, I mean, obviously big picture matters, but I'm not real worried about at the end of the year, if that makes sense. Like <laughs> yeah, qualifying no, for it. it'll be there when it be. You're probably going to be already, like you said, you should be in it no matter what, but you're just looking for, yeah, the individual results too, to try and make a bit more of a statement yeah. together this year. Yeah. If I can get inside that top five consistently and, and possibly even knocking on the door for a podium in Supercross, that would be, 
that'd be bigger than anything qualifying you know I ended up 15th in the year and then just riding out 15th so i'm just trying to get some good results under my belt nice yeah yeah and and on that then obviously you sound like you're shooting pretty high this year in terms of results i gather i gather the bike's feeling good and the team's got everything in place ready for you to go you know here in two weeks time definitely yeah i think this is the most prepared i've been coming into any supercross season i mean obviously it's only my my third full year but mm-hmm. um Compared to years past, especially with the team, they took it really serious. We had a we had a full test day. We did chassis and, and suspension and and all that stuff. And the motor's really solid, especially with the new bike. Like I was kind of nervous getting onto it, but I really gel well, well with the the new chassis and and it fixed a lot of the issues I had with it last year. So I'm feeling really good on the bike, and my speed's better than it's ever been. So we just gotta we just gotta keep fine tuning everything and. And it, it all comes down to mental mental strength and and having some good starts. Yeah, this obviously the starts help, but yes, the mental part of this is the you know how you cope with everything on the race day, you know, and you, you just do it like you would on the practice track, don't you? That's that's the that's the trick, I guess. Exactly. No, everybody says like if you can bring the practice game to the race, a lot of people would would have some significantly better results. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to bring my week game to the weekend exactly yeah we all know that guy that can kill most people on the week weekday but can't do anything on a race day <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a definite yeah. definite skill to be able to do that on both aspects yeah for sure so how, how like you said the bike the chassis wise you know it, it, the changes have improved you were on the gas gas wasn't it last year and then obviously you had the suzuki for world supercross is there much that was sort of took you a while to get used to switching over like from those couple of bikes there? Like how did that all go for you at the beginning? I was on KTM last it was year. KTM, it was it? The Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. It was the same chassis as gas gas. And I was on gas gas in 2021. Ah, so. that's right. Sorry. Yep. Got my years mixed up there. No, it's, it's been, the, it's, a, it's very similar bike yep. be, between the two. So it's basically interchangeable, but, like as far as your question goes switching back and forth um for the suzuki and whatnot i i grew up riding different bikes all the time and then like when i got on big bikes i worked for i mean i i did a lot of testing for cycle news magazine so i would ride a different bike every week so i'm fairly used to switching bikes and it doesn't affect me um too bad so i mean when it comes to racing a bike, it, you give me a day, and by the end of the day, I'm I'm pretty gelled with the bike, and and I can go racing on it. So, it's good skill um, to have. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm very thankful for that because there's a few riders that I've heard that struggle really bad with setup, and and for me to be able to switch on a dime is is huge sometimes. Yeah, well, especially like if you you know if, if for whatever reason, like guys having filling rides and stuff here and there too, like you would be easy to do that too because like you said you've ridden lots of test bikes for magazines so yeah that like i said it's a skill to have because you don't want to just be trapped on one frame type or or one model type because that's where you feel most comfortable in terms of the you know how it all feels for cornering or whatever like you want to be able just to be jump on and feel pretty close to it with you know maybe just a couple of uh, handlebar change or a grip change or something to make it more comfortable for you but yeah yeah if if I if you put me on a good bike, I'm I'm fairly um, adept at um, switching and riding. Like if I get on a piece of junk, anybody's gonna ride it bad. But um, <laughs> if it's a solid bike, I'm I'm fairly able to to transfer over pretty good. Yeah, nice. 
Now, when we were in uh, in Melbourne for that World Supercross round, when we, we first got to catch up with you there, we had a nice little chat in the pits about your uh, side gig here, the True Fusion Recovery Products. But um, you, we were saying before you hit record that you probably don't have too much time for that when you're in professional athlete mode at this time of year. Um, how's things with the with the side hustle? No, it's definitely uh, it. It's a huge thing that I would I'd love to grow, but like I said, um, being a being a full-time athlete it's it's tough to kind of focus a lot of your time on that and I don't I don't post as much about it as I should because like a lot of the infrastructure in the background is not exactly what I'm looking for but but it's a our main thing is recovery products and uh, performance related supplements so we're working on a hydration powder right now that's that's a lot a lot better than anything on the market and um it's just tough. Like I said, like going full-time racing, it's tough to deal with manufacturers and calling people and, <laughs> and setting up the website and taking pictures and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely something that I can see growing really well. I just need to need to find some time for it. Yeah. Well, it's probably one of those things you'll, you'll find time when you stop racing or when you're forced to stop for, you know, hopefully you don't have any of this stuff happen, but you know, injuries down the line, you might find that's when you get the most growth out of something because you've got a month or whatever to, to focus on it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough when you're trying to train full time. Exactly. No. And it's been a huge learning experience. So when I decide to step away from racing, I have, I've learned a lot and, and I've made some mistakes that hopefully won't cost me too much like I, I learned like it didn't cost me too much but I learned it already so maybe down the road when I when I pull the trigger full full time on it I won't make those costly mistakes if that makes sense yeah it does but you've also by doing these things you've had to deal with different manufacturers you had to make those phone calls and set things up and and you know the business world side of things you, you've that would be helping you with you know making sponsorship deals and stuff for your racing as well so like it's all crossing over but yeah you will it will help you down the line later on, won't it? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So is there, like the products are still available, obviously, like you've got a website or something going at the moment and people can still order. It's just that you're not maybe developing as such as you would like to be? Yeah, so our website, it's it's full, ready to go. If somebody wanted to go purchase, um, we have a full lineup. We have a pain cream. It's like a an icy hot kind of rapid cooling cream that's great for joint pain or, or any kind of injuries you have. Yep. And then we have a muscle cream that is great for injuries and, and bruise. Like if you have a real bad bruise, um, it, it helps get a lot of blood flow into your, into your muscles and, and helps, helps like heal you basically. It's like, like our healing cream. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a bath soak that is unlike anything on the market like it's epsom salt dead sea salt and arnica infused with essential oils so like i use that nearly every week for recovery if i have a hard work week or if i have a, a tip over and and it bangs me up it's it's like a full reset um so you're just, really like chilling in the, just chilling in the bathtub you know later in the night with, with dropping in your bath bomb or something <laughs> exactly like i mean it's self-treatment like i'll be like a little my own little spa i'll I'll throw (laughs) the turn the lights down low yeah light a candle you know yeah exactly yeah (laughs) no it sounds it sounds corny but it it really it works and and i don't don't push anything that i don't use myself so like all this stuff you can check out our website truefusionsports.com it's a t-r-u-f-u-s-i-o-n sports.com so nice um 
we have a mini massage gun and i also made a muscle foam so like a performance um it helps with arm pump and muscle cramping so it's a magnesium foam it's actually like oh that's what you're using like, in the pits of melbourne wasn't it yeah i think i showed you that product yeah it's, yeah it's pretty nice like right now we only have a, a limited supply so if everybody buys it out i think i only have like 50 of them but um i actually made it myself so it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome like it it helps me a lot like um I use it every time I ride and every time I race and it, it really just helps keep your muscles open and, and prevents cramping and arm pump. Like obviously there's a lot more that goes into arm pump than just throwing on a foam. So I don't want to make that claim that, yeah. Oh, you just your arm pump. But when it comes from like a professional racer, like I, I use it and I, I, I notice a huge difference with it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you, you touched on it a bit there that sort of was what caught me out when we were talking in Melbourne was that you're there sort of as the chemist mixing this stuff up at home as well. Like um, that was the part that sort of really intrigued me that you, you'd taken it to that level where you were understanding what was going in and out of it, not just paying somebody to, to put, you know, you can then slap a exactly. label on and sell. You were actually understanding the ingredients, how much and where and why and, and what it did. So yeah, that part was really cool. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty trippy. Like when you start kind of diving into that stuff and searching the internet, internet, there's, you can almost learn anything yourself. Like if you put the effort into it, Yeah. like I, and, and it's not necessarily like a, a plug and play kind of thing. Like you don't just search up, how do you make this product? And it pops up. Like you have to go in different routes and, like I was watching, um, like people make makeup. Like I learned a lot of, of formulating stuff through people making homemade makeup and, yeah, yeah, and right. dealing with stuff. Um, there's, there's different ways to learn stuff. And, and I learned a lot just from that. And I also, I've created a, uh, hydration powder that we're working on getting, getting manufactured and sourced right now. So it's a, it's a really cool thing to, to mess with. And, and I, I feel like if I had a lot more time, I could, could really get it going but uh, kind of a side gig keep it in keep it in the works and just keep ticking away it'll it'll build itself and you know if you, you get good results and you're standing up there with true fusion logos on as well that'll probably help as well this year so you never know where it'll go definitely yeah i try to i try to throw it out there every every time i get a chance to get on a podcast i think that um a lot of the people that listen to these are pretty into the sport so yes. um it's definitely good to have that fan base and that, uh, I guess, consumer base that that's really into the sport and listens to this kind of stuff. So, I mean, you can, you can throw an ad out on Instagram or whatever, and you're going to get maybe somebody to buy it, but they won't really understand it or, or won't follow it as closely as somebody that, that heard it through word of mouth anyways. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, that's sort of why, you know, brought up those bits about you making it and stuff yourself, because there's a bit more investment in it from your side that, you know, you're, like we said, you're not just slapping a label on something and calling it your own. You're actually building it, you know, from from nothing at times. So, yeah, it's yeah. The, the I think the like you said the the po the podcast listeners and and the the motos people in general will will get more out of it, um, you know, t from hearing that direct from you as well. So and and they'll cherish the product more in that sense and understand it's used better. So, yeah, an ad purchaser just purchases it because they saw it ten times, you know. So exactly, yeah. No, awesome. Well, man, look, it's been great to catch up with you again here, ready before A1. Um, have you got any predictions on yourself for A1 as to what you want to get out of it before we go? Uh, I mean, I could throw a number on it, but I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, I've been riding on it, like riding during the week. Like I said, uh, 
I think that if we put it all together and, and I ride to my potential, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty awesome. Like I, I don't want to go into it saying, Oh, I'm going to go win or whatever. Obviously that, that would take some, some gifts, but I feel like I, I have a really good chance of putting in some solid results and, and getting up there and battling with those guys. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think so as well from just seeing what you've how your writing has been in the videos we've seen online man you, you're definitely looking comfortable and and that usually translates well so yeah just gotta just gotta turn up and see where it ends up but um I look looking good at this stage hopefully we can um you know catch up with you during the year and hopefully you can tell us that it's been a, an exceptional year mate great thank you no I appreciate thank it you. Derek thanks for joining us on the always motor podcast sounds good thanks David that was a great interview there with Derek Kelly. We appreciate his time on the Always Moto podcast. Um, and a couple of interesting things there to note. Um, we were speaking to Derek a little bit further afterwards, and obviously Derek's been a, a contentious pick in fantasy leagues uh, recent times because he had some inabilities to finish races in his rookie year there. Um, but when I spoke to him a bit further after the, after the call, there was some interesting information that he said that he's learned over the years and through his True Fusion brand that he is now doing things differently from his body prep in terms of supplements and what he's using and when and how often he's using these things. And I think you'll find this year is going to be a really good year for Derek Kelly. Um, just from the information we, we spoke about, that might not be all through that interview there, but he is looking uh, like things will be on the up and up for 2023. So awesome to have him on the Always Moto podcast. But that's it for now. That's the last show for 2022. Thanks for being a part of the Always Moto podcast, guys and girls. We really appreciate your support. Um, but as always, please order us a, order a T-shirt to support the show. Get it as a Christmas present. Get it as a present for any day of the week. Um, just get one of those shirts and order it. Email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things um, injury in moto search always moto and then follow and subscribe make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed if your app allows please leave us a rating preferably five star don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au but that's it for another show guys and girls merry christmas happy new year we'll see you back here before a1 thanks to polar australia thanks to slantboard guy for the show support Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it sticks. Merry Christmas, everybody.